welcome to the Nourished Soul podcast, where we talk about all things body, mind, and soul. I'm your host, Dr. Kelly Ritter. I just had a fantastic conversation with Carolyn Ray of Journey Woman, journeywoman.com. I somehow landed there. I don't even remember I'd come back from England and I was having hot flashes. And so I think I looked up something like ancient wisdom of menopause or something and somehow found Carolyn, which was really quite interesting. No coincidences. I don't believe in coincidences. So the universe just showed her to me. And then I thought, I've got to have her on the show. So I really encourage you to go over to journeywoman.com. Check that out. If you're a man, have the women in your life. Check that out. It's a great site. for. It's really about travel, but so much more than travel. So they also, they help with solo women journeying, traveling. And not only can you do tours, but also retreats that are more like you stay in one place and do more internal work. So like kind of a wellness retreat, but also all different kinds of things that are going on on that site. So I recommend that you go over there and check that out and sign up for their newsletter because you get deals, um, travel deals are on there, but so much more and you can opt in and out for the things that interest you. So head over there, check that out. And I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed talking to Carolyn Ray. Well, Carolyn, welcome to the Nourish Soul podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you. Oh, thank you. I always love talking about midlife. So <laughs> I'm excited to talk to you today too. Yeah. So I had come back from a trip in England with horrible hot flashes and was like, I don't know what I was doing, but I landed on your website and I was looking right. at journeywoman.com and I thought, this is really cool. This woman is really cool. But talking about reinventing ourselves in midlife. So I'm 52. I am about in three weeks, I'll be an empty nester. And so, and I get a lot of questions from women in this age range around, well, menopause too, but reinventing ourselves at this particular stage in our lives. So I wanted to have you on to talk about whatever you want to talk about, nourishing the soul, <laughs> travel, reinventing ourselves in midlife, all of that. Oh, it's such a great time, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. I was so happy when I turned 50, it was like the happiest year of my life. Mine too. Mine too. Yes. And then 52 came really quickly, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. No, every year gets better. I just turned 55 a few weeks ago and I just feel like I'm more stepping into myself now than, than I ever have. So I think it's a really exciting time for women. And, and I love talking about it on the site because I think that travel is a really good gateway to discovering who you are and kind of helping you on that, that journey of self-discovery. So that's why mm -hmm. we kind of connect travel and midlife and menopause and all the things that you're talking about, because these are the things that we're going through together as women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how did you end up on journeywomen.com? How did you take over that business? How did that happen? Yeah. Well, it was very, say, 
I don't really believe in coincidences. I really believe in the universe, but I, I didn't see it at the time. But about five years ago, I decided that I had had kind of enough of the corporate world. I had a really great job. I made a lot of money and I decided to leave that job. I left that job in 2017. And the next year I turned 50 and I decided like my daughter, who was, I think, 18 at the time, I really wanted to bring her to Africa. And, and she and I have traveled all over the world together. She's a great traveler. Her name is Alex. And, and I thought, I'll take her to Africa so she'll learn, you know, how lucky she is and, and see how, you know, other people live. And we spent about two weeks in Kenya on a service trip. And I walked out of that. I mean, I learned so much on that trip. I walked out of that and came back to my my house, you know, my three bedroom suburban house. And I looked around and I just said, I can't do this anymore. I'm playing the game of, I'm like caught up in the whole consumerism that that just pressures us so much, right? Acquiring stuff and shopping and so anyways, within about six weeks, I, I had sold my house. I auctioned everything off. She went off to university. I left with a backpack and a few boxes and decided that I was just going to travel and not, not do the corporate thing anymore. And I mean, I still had a small business at the time that I had started, but, but I just wanted to try a different path. And shortly after that decision, I was having lunch with my friend, Erica, and her mother started Journey Woman. Uh, uh, her name is Evelyn Hannon. So she started Journey Woman in 1996, and it was really the first travel website for solo women in the world, the first one. I think it might have been the second travel website ever created, actually. So in this website, we have a new website now that we've built, but this website was original, like completely unmanageable, but super quirky and cute little hand-drawn graphics. And, <laughs> and anyways, and Evelyn very sadly was sick mm -hmm. and she was trying to figure out what to do with journey woman. And so Erica said to me, you know, you would be perfect. You love travel. You're kind of like my mom and a woman, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and I thought, oh, well, this would be interesting. I could travel the world and get paid to travel, right? That was kind of the idea. So this is 2019, you know, I know nothing about travel or the travel industry. Anyways, within about six months, I had bought the site. Evelyn passed away at the end of April in 2019. We had hoped that she would kind of shepherd me through the transition. We would do it together. That didn't happen, unfortunately. But Erica has stayed involved in the, in fact, I just sent her a note this morning because we've just launched a speakers bureau for women in travel. And so that's how it happened. It was kind of random. It wasn't like I was, you know, I was doing travel writing for years, but I wasn't really looking for um, this kind of thing. I didn't really know what was going to happen. And it was just this unbelievable, you know, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Kelly, the, the thing that really cinched it for me was mm -hmm. Erica showed me the, the photograph that was on Evelyn's uh, page. And it was a photograph of Evelyn standing in uh, Argentina at the end of the world. There's a sign that says El Fendamundo. And, and so she was standing with her arms up 
And I had the exact same picture on my Facebook page of me doing the same thing. And I went, okay, that's weird. So that's how yeah. it happened. Yeah. I just got goosebumps. <laughs> you know, it's one of those, even before you said you had the same picture, I was getting goosebumps because it just feels like what an incredible spot to be in. And it must be an incredible photo. Wow, that's incredible. And you know what? This morning, I wasn't thinking I would talk about this, but just this morning, I was realizing how thin the line is between surrender and collapse. And when we really surrender to our lives, what I would call just for me, like surrendering to that light source, God, whatever you call that, really surrendering my life in service. And there Mm -hmm. are moments where I feel like just collapsing, to be honest, like just going, I can't do this. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I feel a little lost. And those are, those moments are pretty fleeting, thankfully, but they come and I've invited them in, right? Just let them come on in. And I had this vision this morning of, she looked like a sage, what I think of as a sage kind of older woman, not old, like wrinkly and tired, but more vivacious than that, but just older than me, but with braids, she had two braids coming down, but she looked like she was drinking, not from the fountain of youth, but the fountain of integrity and wisdom and vitality. Oh, I love that. Oh, it was a cool vision. And she really, she seemed like a part of me, like a Mm. past me, a future me, a higher self. I don't know. I didn't really get into that, but it was like this reminder of what's possible if you don't collapse, but you stay in surrender. And that's just reminding me of what you're saying is like, you don't know, we don't know when we surrender where we're headed. And it feels like this time in my life, I think collapse was never as clear because it wasn't a choice. I didn't, I mean, I had work and family and now that the kids are going to be gone and there's a little more space, I can feel that edge of collapse a little more uh, present, I guess Mm. is the word, right? And so to really choose surrender and just notice that edge of- yeah. (laughs) collapse that's really interesting yeah yeah because it it, because these moments of transition I mean they have to happen in the right way at the right time you know in my case I was lucky I and I and I know if Erica heard this she would say don't say you were lucky you worked your ass off for 30 years to get everything you had like I I acknowledge that I did work hard but uh but I was lucky in that it that I had a daughter that was going to university. I was able to, you know, do all these things. I was able to take my savings and and buy Journey Woman at the time. Like, you know, I had I had the opportunity to do that. And I and I also recognized and and very much feel it today that this is an act of service for me because only, you know, just the women, the women of Journey Woman, and you know, it is the largest solo travel website in the world this is my opportunity to give to them, you know, through storytelling, through empowering women, through supporting small businesses and all the things that we're doing on our site. And it's, it's to me, it's, it's, you know, I think when I bought it, I thought, oh, this is a travel website and I'll be able to write about travel. The more I understood what it really was, I realized it was a platform for empowerment. And that's, 
what I've been building over the last mm-hmm. four years has been, you know, how, what else can we do to empower women and with travel? It's kind of a shared passion, but, you know, we do many things that aren't necessarily travel, like the speakers bureau that I just mentioned, that is about empowering women and getting, getting diverse women up on stage uh, and getting, you know, the all male panels, like what, like, there are many, many, many talented women that could come up on a stage or participate in a webinar or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just nowhere to find them. So that's what I've, that's why, what I'm kind of jazzed about this morning. <laughs> yeah. That's, that is a yeah. cool thing to be jazzed about. Yeah. 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 The transformation yeah. I think is, you know, when you're in transition, of any kind, it has the potential to be very exciting and also a little scary. And so I imagine that you come in contact with lots of women that are in that place of, Oh, I I think we're all in that place. Like, and I wrote about it in the article that you read, like, am I insane? Like, you know, I, (laughs) I left, I left this well-paying job and, you know, but to be honest, I can't look too far into the future because then I'll just freak out. Yeah, that's I know. I have to kind of stay like in this moment and say, okay, it's good, it's good, it's good, and look at you know, kind of day by day, week by week, rather than going too far ahead into, oh my God, in 20 years, like, you know, what's gonna happen? Am I gonna have enough money to live? Am I, you know. And that's where all this trust in the universe comes into play. You just, I'm just like, I have to trust, I have to trust. And that is an ongoing, you know, discussion, like internal discussion. Yes. It's a conversation in me. It's a conversation in all of us, this place of trust. Yeah. So tell me, well, let's talk about that. The article that I read, like this retreat that you were on in Quebec, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It yeah. Was, so want to talk about it a little bit? What happened? Sure. Yeah. I'm happy to. I lost both my parents during the pandemic, my dad in 2020 and my mother in 2021. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and my mother and I weren't close. So that was not as, you know, it wasn't as impactful for me as my father. And my father, however, was my, I don't know. He was, he was just an amazing man. He was an engineer is very soft spoken, very, but very, very intelligent. And, and so he passed away suddenly. I say suddenly, cause we didn't even know he was sick from melanoma at a time that he was in Florida and I was in Toronto and the hot, everything, it was like the highest peak of COVID. And so he passed away about six weeks after his diagnosis. And I always felt like, you know, what else could I have done at that time? Cause I wasn't able to leave the country, nor was my brother. And I think both of us were carrying around a lot of, well, I'll speak for myself, but I was carrying around a lot of guilt around that and also a bit of anger, you know? And so this retreat in Quebec city, I I hadn't really, you know, even in the last three years, like sat down and really like thought about how do I, how do I let this go in some way? I didn't really know how to do that. And And I also going through menopause have, you know, fibroids and all these things we're dealing with. And what I realized, you know, my superpower often, you know, one of my superpowers is I'm able to manifest stuff really well. So next to me here is a wall of sticky notes with all the things that I 
want to do. And I realized on this retreat that if I could manifest something in the external world, I could just as easily manifest it in myself and in my body. And I needed to deal with that. And I needed to let it go before it made me sick, because I do believe that we can make ourselves sick. I do believe that's part of what happened to my father is he, he was shielding us from my mother and, and kind of, inter he was internalizing a lot of the, her anger, I think in him. So, so I had this aha moment, this epiphany where I went, wow, I am literally repeating history. I am doing exactly what he did. I am manifesting my grief and my anger in my body. And I need to find a way to, to let that go. Or it's, you know, in 10 years, I'm going to give myself cancer or I'm going to whatever, like, mm -hmm. and that was the moment that everything blew, like, it just blew my mind that this, this realization and this epiphany and I was very lucky to be in the presence of a woman named Tanya Carrier, who runs Abivim Journeys, which was the trip that I was on. And I had signed up on this trip as a kind of like an intuitive, I saw it and I thought, oh, I just want to go. I thought I was going to be doing like spas and massages and sleeping in. Uh, -uh. She had us up at 530 in the morning. There was no, you know, it was like tea and like all these shifts that push you out of your comfort zone right and so it was just for me it was just an amazing it helped me like move past it and and consider the opportunity the potential what could I do if I wasn't manifesting this in myself because I could feel it in my body you know I could I could see it and so that's what happened on this retreat it was truly I just walked out of the like I was up all that night, I remember I was crying. I wrote my body a love letter. I did all these silly, you know, all these things to release and breathing out air all night, which, you know, anyways, and I got up the next day and I was so full of energy and so excited that it felt like a new me. So that's what happened on this retreat. And, you know, the article I wrote was you don't have to go far like you don't have to travel far to go through a transformative travel experience. That's this, this place in Quebec city was hours from my home, two hours. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to go, you know, somewhere exotic. It can happen kind of, you know, in your own backyard. So, yeah, so, yeah. it can happen anywhere really. But mm -hmm. Carolyn, do you think because you were so out of your comfort zone, do you think that contributed the the kind of retreat you were on or do you think it might have happened you were just ready I think both I th I think I intuitively as, as I said I didn't really know what it was when I reached Find out to Tom, like I, um I was like oh yeah Quebec City's really nice and summer or it was spring I, oh yeah and, uh, you know, as it turned out, I barely saw anything of Quebec City. It didn't really matter where I was, but but I was in this monastery that was conducive to these kinds of you know spiritual awakenings and Monastery des Augustines, and it's it's this beautiful six hundred year old monastery on the top of a hill in Quebec City. And oh yeah, I just I I, I think I it was kind of the I feel like the universe was kind of pushing me, and I didn't know why. And then having the right person to guide you through all of this because because these retreats you know you're you, we don't get time to ask ourselves these questions often enough 
you know, mm-hmm. like, and they're, they're big questions, you know, what's the quest you're on? What's your purpose? What's, these are things that you can't answer in five minutes. They take discussion. And I, I think also being in a group of people where you listen, because everyone who speaks and shares, you learn something from someone else. It's not just your internal process. It's your, your, oh yeah, that make, oh that, yeah, you too. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you kind of go through this group discussion and you come out of it just like your brain is, is full. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did a lot of wellness travel before COVID, mm-hmm. but mine was really, I was just trying to get a break from kids and family and responsibilities, but it's always an opportunity for growth. And there was always some growth that would happen on these particular retreats that I would do. And then I started doing them closer, really close to home where I would just be gone for the day, Mm -hmm. but I would intentionally, I had like some wild woman, something or another book (laughs) that I would take and I would do the exercises, but I really believe that you're right about community, having someone companion you, having community that's there, that that's the intention of everyone that's there is to work on their own wellness or their own growth or to have more of a spiritual experience. There's something really powerful in that group intention and having I, I just think you can do it alone, but I don't think we're meant to, to do it alone. And just because solo travel, you go might go somewhere, doesn't mean that you're actually alone while you're right. there, which is right, right. really yeah. special. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and I think too, there's not one person I know that hasn't, I mean, we've, we've just gone through, I hope, I hope it's coming to an end or at least but we've just we've just gone through this pandemic that has changed our lives in ways that we haven't really acknowledged you know sometimes like i think i don't know anyone who hasn't lost somebody or had an impact you know so it's almost like before you go travel somewhere like deal with this because this internal stuff could hold you back from all the things you want to do when you travel, if you're fearful or if you're anxious or you're feeling grief or anger, that will come out in everything that you do. So I'm now, you know, a big believer in like, let's deal with the, let's do some internal journey, journeying now and, and do the internal work maybe before you travel, because you might have a completely different travel experience if you trust yourself, if you trust the world, if you have these kind of, you know, you're, you're open, you know, like, cause that's a lot of what we're talking about is just being open to the opportunity. And, and now we're in a very fear-based world where you turn on the TV and, oh my gosh, scary headline. You read a newspaper, scary headline, go on social. Everything's like fear, fear, fear. In fact, I've cut my cable off about two months ago. Cause I got tired of watching the news but 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 how do you you know how you can control all of this but it but it has to kind of start with you yeah yeah nobody can do it for you that you wrote about that too like we have to figure out what nourishes our own soul Mm -hmm. and nobody can help you there and I think there is there is a place 
where you kind of pivot, there's a, an opportunity of pivoting. And I, I think sometimes people maybe miss it. Usually there's another opportunity at some other point, but where we don't even realize all the stuff we're carrying around. Yes. You don't even, I mean, for me personally, I'll just speak for myself. I didn't realize how much grief I was carrying. And then it came out in a moment and there was an opportunity and I could have shoved it back down. I could mm -hmm. have said, I don't have time for this. This is not the place for this or whatever, but I let it up. I was like, oh, that's what I've been hanging on to, not even consciously for a while. So that that place where that that opportunity to really let it in or pivot out of it or have that conversation internally, I think often people bypass it, miss it. Yeah. Something. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I think too, <clears throat> sometimes I'll, well, I'll speak for myself. You know, yeah. th there are certain, there are certain rules I grew up with yeah. rules. Like uh, they're just still stuck. They're still stuck in my head. Like, you know, children are seen and not heard so that you grow up as a, as a woman feeling like your voice doesn't matter or, um, you must, or you should, or the rules or the, this or that. And and now I'm like, screw the rules. Like, I don't need rules anymore. I'm 55 years old. Like, I'll create my own rules. I'll... And so sometimes when we have those moments that you're talking about, we think, oh, I shouldn't because I don't want to show emotion or I don't want to talk about things that, you know, are private. I mean, how many articles I've written now talking about menopause and fibroids? I These are things that I never talked about five years ago. And now I talk about them all the time because who are we going to talk to if we're not talking to each other? We're all going, you know, we're all experiencing this at this point in our lives. So yeah, exactly. And I think for <laughs> me, I don't know what the message that I took in as a child was just to keep it moving. Like, mm. you know, pull it in, just, just keep it moving. Don't slow down. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you got going on, if it's too much for people to handle, you shove that back down and you keep it moving. And I don't think anyone around me meant for me to take that message, but that's the message that I got loud and clear. And so I just did, yeah. I was like a little soldiering on person. Yeah. And then at some point, and what's really cool about fifties being in your fifties, you're like, well, screw that. Like that, that has maybe served me at some point, but it's certainly not serving us now. That's and right. you're right to like, find your voice. Because I can't even imagine how many women I'm personally, I found you because I was like, what is this perimenopause crap? What am I, is happening in my body? And I don't even remember what I was thinking when I found your website, right? But so it's really great that you're sharing, that you're opening up because so many people are finding you because of that. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, this is, again, this is why I think travel is such a great connector of women and a way for us to, you know, it, it, we really, we really are talking about more than travel here. And it's, yeah, this is our lives. This is our journeys. This is our stories as women. So I think it's really fascinating. And I, you know, I've tried to create with Journey Woman. I mean, Evelyn started it, but this safe place where we can talk about these things and where everybody had, you know, I really want women to, to be active participants and speak up 
if you're if you're not participating and it could be as simple as a like or a comment or a joining into this podcast or joining like something that is participatory that's what we need to do as women we need to participate in these discussions even if we're not comfortable leading them it's it's because i thought i also think the more you participate the more comfortable you get the more you see that we're talking about these things and then you want to share your story too and that's really where you can like step into step into your power yeah stepping into your power i don't think there's a better time in the world to be stepping into your power. And I say that I, I have a house full of men. I've got boys and a yeah. husband. And I I I think it's really important they have a role too. And they they need we need strong men because we, we women are really good at exploring the wild territory of you know the wildness of life. But we can't do that one if we're we need each other, but two, we need strong men. That's we right. need the men to be able to, to be who they're supposed to be and are not supposed to be. I don't mean to put that label on people, but you know what I'm saying here is that we need them as well so that we can do this exploring. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. Yeah. And I was just curious about how many women um, that travel solo actually have a family back home. Like, is it? Oh, many. Yeah. Most many. of them, I would think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like, yeah. this no, is just for the single women. It's like, this is for every woman. Yeah. Well, a lot of uh, what I hear is that a lot of men don't want to travel. And then there's also a lot of women only travel groups. I mean, we have quite a few on our website that are women only. And there's something really special about women traveling with women. So, uh, so sometimes you, you leave the the husband or the boyfriend at home and, and, um, because I think, I think when you do travel, especially in your fifties, you may not have even traveled by yourself ever. You might've always traveled with a partner or a friend and even the idea of, okay, I'm going to the airport by myself. I'm getting on a plane by myself, you know, and we often recommend a group tour is kind of a first way to get started at least you're, when you get off that plane, there's going to be someone there to meet you and they're going to help you and you get comfortable just being on your own, but not really on your own. And that's fine. That's still like, I did a Camino tour a few years ago, an all women Camino tour with a company called Wild Woman Expeditions. And I walked most of that Camino by myself, you know, and then at night we came together and we had dinner and that was perfect. Like that was lovely. I still mm -hmm. got to be on my own and have my own experience and be solo on the Camino. But I also had the security and safety of, of knowing where I was going to be every night. And, you know, at, and, and, and at that time, Spain was just kind of reopening in 2021. So it's still early days. Right. Actually, that sounds like heaven to me, Carolyn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like walk the Camino by myself and then have group it later. I mean, sounds like it is best. right. It really does. It actually yeah. sounds like it matches our natural circadian rhythms too, but that's another story. But I wanted to talk to you about what where what are the nuggets of wisdom that you have been able to glean from your travels? I don't know if you can put that in a nutshell, but just some of the things that have been really powerful for you in your journey in the last few years. Yeah, I think I think the big one for me is 
I've learned to trust the universe. I've been to some places that, you know, you might call, you might wonder why would she go there? So Mexico is one of my favorite places. Mm -hmm. Um, Nicaragua, Colombia, Medellin, you know, and, and these have reputations and they're historical reputations, by the way, of of being not safe for women. I have never had a negative experience in any of these places. In fact, I often read, uh, recommend Medellin as, as a place for solo women to go because it has come such a long way from, you know, we may know it from, you know, uh, the, the cartels and things like that. But, but if you plan ahead, if you, you know, if you're prepared, I think it's a wonderful place to experience. So, so that's, I think when you travel like that and you learn how kind people are and how welcoming and generous all over the world, that is, that's such a gift. I mean, we can stay in our own backyards and that's fine, or we can go out into the world and kind of be transformed by the people that we meet and the experiences that we have. And I think that's, I think that's a real gift. And I'm, I'm actually really excited. I'm going on a trip in a few weeks. Um, to some places I never have been and never thought I would go actually to, you know, Egypt and Saudi Arabia and Jordan. And, and I know those places are going to shift my perspective in a really big way. And I'm so excited. I'm like ready for it. You know, I just, because I don't want to go out in the world and judge anything. That's not the way I travel. I, I just want to take it all in and watch and observe and learn. And and that's really what travel is about to me. It's about learning and curiosity. And, and those are skills that I think women have in abundance. And that's something that travel can help uh, cultivate too. I agree. And I've been to Egypt. So it'll be, you'll have to tell me how, how yeah. you care about how your trip goes and, and what it's like. Me too. And it's just, there's nothing like travel to, to carve new places in, internally in yourself. And it really is the experience of it. It's the food and the people and the experience of it. So yeah, I'm, uh, that'll be an interesting trip. And I love that. So for you, what have you found that really nourishes your soul? A lot, actually. So <laughs> I, I've kind of designed my own wellness program, if you will, and, and and I also am forcing myself to do things a little bit that are healthy for myself. For example, I love music. Music for me is, is especially classical music. I grew up as a musician and was, was really on a path to pursue music as a career all through high school. And even, even in university, I could have probably gone that way. I went into, you know, writing and, and other things instead, but also know that I need as that I need to be healthy physically. So when I came back from four months in Spain in February, I started to do yoga every week. And so I've now done five months of yoga. And what I do is I I listen to music there and back. And and that's actually how I package up the yoga. I because I think okay, I'm going to yoga. I I like yoga. It's but I'm doing it also because. I get to listen to classical music on the way back. So I'm rewarding myself with little rituals. And the other one is green tea, for example. So, so stuff like that, I think for me, reading is a really important 
thing for me just to be quiet, to be by myself, because I spend so much time talking to people and, you know, whether it's on Zoom or on the phone or what have you. So having time for myself is really important. And I, and again, I think this is why solo travel can be so helpful as you're just on your own. You don't have to do what anyone else wants. You can just do your own thing and you could do nothing. You can you just sit on a beach all day and do nothing. Like that's fine. You know, nature. Yeah. Just, you know, kind of getting back to like the simple things and not, not. Yeah. And I, I and the other thing I've done is just try to remove the clutter. So what are the things that are taking energy away from me that aren't serving me? How do I get rid of that and just clear space for for new things. I think that can be nourishing too. Absolutely. Well, because you can't put anything else in when we think about right. nourishing if it's the full. So yes. emptying, emptying the mind, emptying every, you know, literally getting rid of the clutter and the things that drain you, but also having stillness and quiet and nature and yeah, some of the real basics. And I've just gotten back to yoga regularly again and it really feels good to be back on my mat so I might do I was doing like a little yoga here and there but to really be back on my mat consciously in the whole and I love the rituals so I'm really big on rituals so creating rituals that feel nourishing like the music there the music back I love that I think that's that's yeah. beautiful. I well, think for that's, me it's yeah it's an important incentive because yeah. I, and I really realized I was in Prague over Christmas. I went to Christmas markets and Budapest and Vienna and, and in, at Christmas time, they have these concerts in the cathedrals. They're free concerts. You can go in and, and listen to these, you know, Vivaldi and all this. And I just was like, oh my gosh, I have to have this in my life all the time. Like not just when I go somewhere, I need to be listening to this. Uh, every day. So that's what I do now is I, I have music everywhere. And for me, that is, you know, better than watching the news, right? This is well, anything's so better beautiful. than anything's anything better than watching about. the news. But yes, that's beautiful. <laughs> I love that Prague is one of my most favorite places, but I still haven't been to Vienna. So I'm mm. just I'm, that's on my my list of things to do. Amazing. Yeah, yeah but to be in the but to soak it in, I think we do have to empty like what you were saying too about working with the emotions and the stuff that's inside of us, maybe the sticky stuck, like stuff we've been stuffing down, work with that even before you travel, because you may not soak mm -hmm. it all in if you're taking your fear-based. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever There's also, you, you probably... On. You've probably heard of Julia Cameron. She mm -hmm. she has a book called The Artist's Way. And so I went to one of her sessions a few years ago and mm -hmm. she recommends doing morning pages, which I will admit I have not done for a while, but I love, I, I did love, I did it for a few years. I loved it. I still love the idea that you just get up in the morning and you write three pages of whatever's in your head and just get it out of your body. And, and it could, it, no one's going to read it. You're never going to read it again. doesn't matter. It's just like, get rid of it. And that's, you know, and her, her whole workbook and everything else is amazing. That is beautiful stuff. 
Yeah. Those kinds of tools could be really helpful for people. If they're like, I got to get some of this stuff out. There are lots of ways to do that. That's a really Mm -hmm. good one. I love that. That's a good suggestion. Yeah. Is there anything else that we didn't touch on that you were like, you really wanted to talk about anything in your heart that you want to share? Well, I mean, just on the topic of reinvention, you know, I think, you know, I speak with women in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. I'm going to do a session in a few weeks with a group of women in their 80s and 90s that have just written their memoirs. And it's just never too late. You know, we have, we, we feel like, oh, I should start. And I felt this way too. I mean, I, I kind of went into my fifties going, okay, I, I can kind of slow down now. And I've done like all the important stuff in my career and checked all those boxes. And now I'm like, holy cow, there's still work to do. We have a lot of work to do ladies. So it, the idea of uh, you, you, your career stops in your fifties or you retire even, I don't even know what retirement really means anymore either. Let's, we have so much to give and we have so much that the world needs us and it needs our wisdom and our expertise and our talent and our passion and our energy and all of that. And I would just say, don't, don't like slow down if you're not ready, like to go for it, reinvent, you know, like I have so, I know so many women that have started new businesses in their seventies and eighties do it, you know, like that would be, that would be what I, there are a lot of women like, you know, I'm probably young compared to a lot of the women in their seventies and eighties that have started their 10th business or something. I think it's amazing. Yeah. And it's a good time to do it when you have all that wisdom of everything you've done before. So I love that that advice. Like there's no need to slow down unless you just want to, you absolutely can. And I I was just uh, looking at an article about killer whales. So female killer whales in menopause. So whales also go through menopause, which is interesting. Uh, I did not know that. I know. And that interesting. So these killer well, they're killer whale mamas in menopause. They're very important to their pod. So they help with like the social skills of their offspring and their offspring's offspring, but they also help with feeding, like taking them to the best fishing spots and all of, and I like, you have a really important role, no matter where you are, whatever age you're in, we can reinvent ourselves at any time. And I thought when I read that, I was like, I have a new goal. This is, I'm headed straight for killer whale mama. I love that. Like, yeah. But you're you're so right. We can learn so much from just looking at nature and the way that nature operates. Mm -hmm. Instead of looking at these societal norms that were invented by whoever, whenever, I have no idea. And, um, and just follow our instincts, you know, and, and, and look for women that are, reinventing and that are doing different things like and learn from those women so I think there are a lot of inspirational women out there that are doing incredible things yeah absolutely and there are also where you see the most sanitarians so people in their hundreds where they're living healthy lives the women in those areas they are still fishing and feeding their families they have a role and I think that you know, we, you have a role if you want one to take all that wisdom 
and, and help our communities and our families. And I mean, that's really a powerful place. So talk about time to step into your power. It's absolutely. And, and as you say, women are the backbone of so many communities. And, and when this is why we encourage women to support women-owned businesses and, you know, when you travel or, you know, just think about it. Like, am I staying at a woman-owned hotel? Am I staying at a woman-owned eating at a woman-owned restaurant? Because because women are, are the ones doing all that work in the local communities. And mm-hmm. there's lots of data out there that supports that. And you support one woman, you are supporting a whole community. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was really big on that. He was like, if you support one, one girl, he was really interested in helping young girls and especially like women athletes, because they don't get enough of the scholarship. They don't get as much as the male athletes do. So he was very adamant about helping women because you help exponentially. You help the number of people when you help a woman. So yes, yes, mm -hmm, that makes sense to me. So he was a wise man. So sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. So he was originally an engineer, but yeah. Like my father. Yeah. 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 (laughs) We had important dads in our lives, (laughs) but yeah. So I have just loved talking to you. I am so grateful that you agreed to come on so that I could get to talk to you and meet you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's been lovely. I feel like we could keep going. Should we just do two hours? (laughs) I know. I know we could, we could, we can even always come back. We can always do more. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Nourish Soul podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, I would love it if you would rate the show. And I'm also going to ask a favor. If you have not already done so, if you would consider subscribing to the show. It is very helpful for us to have more subscribers and I greatly appreciate all of our subscribers. I also wanted to give you a couple of places where you could get more information if you wanted it. I am putting more videos on my YouTube channel, some shorter videos, some longer videos, but I'm spending more time putting content there that I hope will be helpful. It is still about nourishing the body, mind, soul, information about quantum health, nutrition, mental health, anything that I have found to be particularly helpful, but it's that fresh perspective on vitality and healing that I have there. So you can go over there and find it. Dr. Kelly Ritter is the name of my channel. I'm also putting more information and putting more time into Instagram. So if you're on social media and you want to connect, I love to connect with people via Instagram, Dr. underscore Kelly on Instagram. And I'm doing more lives on Instagram and trying to put, (laughs) doing my best to put more information out, especially on the quantum health strategies that I think are so helpful for people, but in bite-sized pieces. So you can digest that, get it on the go, whatever you need to do there. And hopefully that will be helpful to more people. So thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful. I love doing this show and it is my pleasure to bring it to people and hope that is, it is helpful in your own journey. 
I hope you are being really good to yourself this week and that you're having a fantastic week. So happy healing.